Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The Book of the Dead Feeling by Carita Let me preface this by saying I don't believe in ghosts or anything supernatural. I have a fun neurological condition which causes visual and auditory hallucinations so it's easy for me to explain anything away as my brain misfiring. That said, I'm real spooky, and will be the first to hope something is a ghost. I've been burned before thinking I had a poltergeist moving my belongings, which turned out to be a stalker. Much scarier. This is more a story about a spooky feeling. In my early 20s, I worked for a travel agency that had some pretty wealthy clientele. I'm talking people taking holidays worth more than my salary. As our clients were often busy, part of my role was to hand-deliver their travel documents to their offices. One day, I visited a client that I had not been to before. They worked in a building called Ballow Chambers. The building was beautiful. Immediately on entering, though, I felt awful. Everything inside me wanted to leave, which was totally at odds with what my eyes were telling me was a very pretty space. If I could have walked the halls without touching the floor, I would have. I started to have images flash into my mind of the scene in The Frighteners, where baby Busey is shooting up the hospital. Even though the place looked nothing like that movie, I could feel the panic. I delivered the documents and got out of there as quickly as possible. Being the person I am, I googled the place as soon as I was back in the office. Turns out... Ballow Chambers was the location of Brisbane's very first recorded spree killing. Ballow Chambers and its neighbors were known as Medical Row. They were home to many of Brisbane's medical practitioners. In 1955, a disgruntled man, having not been granted a workers' comp claim for a back injury, took several guns and pipe bombs to Medical Row. He murdered two doctors, and nearly a third before turning the gun on himself. Moore certainly would have been injured if not for a patient, who threw one of the bombs into the street where it detonated without harming anyone. I don't know if I knew all of that somewhere in the recesses of my mind, or if one of the souls taken that day was giving me a stern warning. The Rocks, from Reggie. My first story happened right after my great-grandfather passed away. I was about eight or nine when this happened. One thing I remember us doing a lot was catching frogs together in a creek right outside his house. I have many fond memories of us doing that, and every time I see a frog, I think of him. 
He was also a World War II veteran. He was a pilot. He was so impactful on my life that ever since I could remember, I wanted to be in the military because of him, which as soon as I graduated high school, I did. I joined the Army as an armored crewman. I hate flying, so that kept me away from the Air Force. Anyways, right after he passed away, my parents, myself, and my brother, who was four and doesn't remember much of my grandfather, were at the house helping get some things in order for my great-grandmother, as we did most weekends up until she passed away. The living room had a door in it that looked out into the backyard that was just off a forest. My great-grandfather loved to keep that door open, and I remember almost every time we went over to visit, my great-grandmother would always complain and want the door closed. So anyways, we went over a couple days after he passed away to pack some stuff up, and my great-grandmother was out with my dad running errands. My mom had me running back and forth gathering things to put into boxes, and my brother was with her packing. When I was going through the living room, the back door was open. I was confused because I went through the room many times before and it was closed. So I asked my mom if my dad came back, which of course he hadn't, and she said she didn't open it. We brushed it off, not thinking much of it, and the door was open again. Confused, I slowly approached the door, closed it, and locked it this time. I tried opening it, and the thing wouldn't budge. Confident it wouldn't open again, I got back to work. Not even two minutes later, I walked back in, and the door was open, and a frog was right in front of the door. All I did was stare at the frog with a big smile on my face and said, All right, Grandpa, you win. I left the door open and continued back to what I was doing. After that, we had no issues with the door opening on its own. I'd like to think it was my grandpa's way of saying goodbye one last time. As I mentioned, I'm an armored crewman in the CIF. My second story is during a training exercise in Petawawa, Ontario. During a summer, myself and a good friend of mine we'll call Reggie were assigned to a training unit to help train new recruits in the reserves. It was a four-week course with two of those out in the field. On the second week in the field, Reggie and I were assigned to set up an OP, observation post, to watch the course candidates and radio in to the sergeant at the command post. I must add that dotted through training areas on the bases throughout Canada are old cemeteries and ruins from when the land was owned by farmers and small communities before the government purchased it. The federal government maintains the old cemeteries and have them gated off, so no one accidentally wanders into them or sets off an explosive around the area. The ruins, however, are totally overgrown, and you can't see them until you're right on top of them. There had been many times vehicles have been off-road and fallen into old basements that aren't marked on the maps. Back to the story. Reggie and I found a good place for our OP and a foundation of what looked like it could have been a barn or a house, and a couple hundred yards away was an old cemetery. Throughout the day, we built up the area so no one could see us when they walked down the road. When night came around, we took turns watching the road, keeping an eye out for the course and the cadets. As you guys have said on your podcast, it was one of those nights that seemed darker than others. When I was watching the road, Reggie was beside me, facing away from the road and looking out into the forest. It had been about three hours since we started watching, and as you can imagine, you start to get antsy. Reggie was throwing small rocks into the pitch-black forest out of boredom, and we were making small talk. My dumbass said, Careful, dude. Something might throw a rock back. As soon as I said that, a small rock was thrown from the forest and landed in Reggie's lap. 
We just looked at each other, eyes wide open and jaws dropping. We had MNVGs with us, monocular night vision goggles, so we turned them on and scanned the forest thinking someone had snuck up on us, which should have been damn near impossible. We couldn't see anyone, and Reggie said, that just didn't happen. Next thing you know, about five pebbles get thrown from the forest. Before we could react, we heard soft mumbles coming from down the road, so we turned and looked. Of course, the voices were coming from the cemetery side of the road, and people on the course were supposed to be coming from the opposite direction. Still in shock from the pebble incident, we looked down the road and couldn't see anything. As we were straining to listen and see where the voices were coming from, we clearly heard someone say, Hey you, right behind us. When I say behind us, I mean it was almost as if someone was leaning over to speak right in our ears. After that, it was dead silent, and I mean silent, not even wind blowing. We had to spend the rest of the night there. Needless to say, we didn't sleep a wink, and I don't think we spoke a word the rest of the night. As soon as we were told we could leave the position, we left, and quickly. Luckily, the next night we were assigned somewhere else. The Graveyard, from David. I've had several encounters with things I absolutely just cannot understand or explain. The heaviest encounter I've ever had occurred while I was couch surfing at my friend's house. I was just a few years out of high school and wasn't making enough money to have my own place, so I bounced around a bit. He had a nice big house and had the extra room, so I moved in and settled down. The house sits right across from what happens to be the oldest church in my state. Everything was fine the first few months I lived in the house, although it always felt kind of empty and devoid of atmosphere, if that makes sense. Even when we threw parties, it just kind of felt lonely. After a few months of me living there, two things happened pretty close to each other. My friend left town for school, and renovations started happening on the church. I was allowed to stay in the house, so I took care of the place and had pretty cheap rent. It was a win-win for both of us. About a week after he left, they started work on the building, which included lifting it off its original foundation to do the work. This is when things started happening in the house. Lights would come on or off, I would hear random bumps, none of which really bothered me. But then one night, I was standing on the back porch smoking a final cigarette, and I felt something watching from the church. I looked over and heard this horrendous sound come from there. The closest thing I could describe would be the sound metal makes as it's being wrenched apart with the jaws of life. It was unreal. I just kept looking in the direction, and then I saw it. It was either my height, 6'4", maybe slightly taller, thin, and pitch black. I couldn't tell what it was, but I wasn't about to go over and ask. I went right inside and locked the door. A few nights later, things got worse in the house. The bumps started to become bangs. I was the only one in the house, but I would swear someone was stomping around in there. I resorted to watching The Lord of the Rings to help keep me up at night and distract me from the banging. It was so violent I could feel the floors move, as if someone was banging on the floor underneath my bed in the two-story house. This lasted for a week straight before I broke down and called some friends to come hang out just so I wouldn't be alone. 
Now, as previously stated, this church is the oldest in my state. So old, it has a slave graveyard in the woods behind it. The graves are unmarked, but you can tell where they lie due to the depressions in the earth. I didn't tell my friends what was going on, just that I wanted to hang out. They got the idea for us to go walk in the graveyard, which is something we used to do quite often. Not wanting to back down, I grabbed our flashlight and we took off into the woods. One of my buddies stayed behind because he had just lit a cigarette and didn't want to smoke in the graveyard. As we were walking through that graveyard, my nerves were starting to slowly mellow out, and then came the scream. A blood-curdling scream from the direction of the house. At that exact moment, the flashlight goes out. This was before everyone had cell phones, so we were immediately cast into darkness. Regardless, we had been there enough to know our way around, and we took off dead sprint to the house. As we were reaching the driveway, the friend who had stayed behind was coming towards us screaming, There's someone in the house! There's someone in the house! We ran in and went through all the rooms. Nobody was there. What my friend told me was that as he was smoking, he had turned around and looked back at the house, where he saw an older gentleman in full suit, standing, looking down at him from the window in the attic. It was only then that I told him everything I had been experiencing. The activity started to die down a bit after that. The knocks continued and lights were still coming on and off, but the renovation slowed down and then eventually stopped for a while. The knocks slowly came to a stop as well. My friend returned a month later and still to this day holds that nothing haunted ever occurred in that house. But I was there, and so were my other friends, and we all know what happened, and we know what we saw. Book of the Dead is a Ghost Story Guys production, narrated by Brennan Store. For access to the entire Book of the Dead archive, ad-free, head to patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 